0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Hustler's Effect. We're your hosts, Daniela and Olivia. Join us in talking all things business, life and everything in between. So we asked you guys to send in some of your burning questions about business to us and we're going to answer all the ones that came through. Yeah. The first one that I received was, what has been your greatest business milestone so far? Mm, That's a good a good question.
1: Yeah. For me, I think my biggest business milestone was the point that I kind of didn't have to keep advertising.
0: Yeah. Like it was one. almost
1: like I worked my butt off to build up a client base and then once I got to that point, I I just ended up with such a consistent, regular, loyal client base that I, yeah, I just kind of found myself not really putting posts up on instagram Mm -hmm. as much or doing giveaways as much or running promotions as much like i kind of bit by bit just stopped doing that and i I, it kind of hit a point where i actually had to close my books and Mm -hmm. stop taking new clients altogether and i think there was a period of time of about five months where i had literally was like sorry no new clients wow and that was that was like a dream because i remember when i first started my business i was like oh my God, like I would love to be able to close my books because I'd seen other small businesses, like beauty businesses posting on Instagram being like, you know, books are closed and you'd go on their Instagram, their bio would say books are closed, no new clients. And I was like, oh, that's the dream. Like that <laughs> is my goal to get to that point. And when I did, I was like, oh my God, like this is everything. And it was, yeah, a really big deal. But obviously it's not always like that. Like my books fluctuate a lot, yeah. but yeah, it's it was just, I think one of the most exciting things.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. What about you? I I love this question because I think we don't give ourselves enough credit I think with everything but especially in your career and when it's your own business like you you tend to kind of compare yourself to others and when you look back you don't give yourself credit for the things that you've actually done so it's always like you know I want I want more I want a bigger space I want more clients like I want more recognition I want more money this this and that but I've had to learn to really like stop and give myself credit for yeah. the, the things that I've done. So moving into my own space was such a big yes. deal for me. Um, I would say that's that was one of my greatest milestones yeah, so absolutely. far. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's a huge achievement. It
0: was such a big deal. And like it, the space that you've got <laughs> is beautiful. It was such a big deal for me. And yeah, I have this beautiful lake view and it doesn't, you know, I don't feel like I'm coming to work because I love yeah. what I do being able to see this view and being able to have things like the the way that i want them and like yeah. really represent me and my brand yeah. yeah it's a big deal for me
1: yeah and it's a big representation of how hard you've worked
0: yeah definitely same yeah. with closing your books like that's a yeah. huge deal
1: yeah definitely so one of my questions i got was what is our best advertising advice so reels facebook tiktok mm. etc um I think for me, I mean, I know social media has changed a little bit because when I first started my business, TikTok wasn't really like a thing yet. TikTok kind of really came in during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I never really used TikTok or anything like that as advertising. It was honestly just Instagram. Like that's all I did. And it's funny because when I first started, I thought... Oh my god, like I'm gonna have to go around and do like letterbox drops and I lived near a university at the Mm -hmm. time, so I was like, Oh, I'll go to uni and put some like flyers up. I really thought I was gonna have to do all of that. Once I got started, ran a few Instagram promotions, did a few giveaways, and you know, if if you work hard enough and it shows in your work that you're producing, that will speak for itself. And I think that's what really helped me. One hundred and this sounds really like Bad because you don't want to undercharge. But when I first started, I thought I want to get clients. I want to secure clients. Mm -hmm. So I had a really low fee for the first month that I started doing eyelashes. Was fifty dollar full sets. But now my highest one is one hundred and sixty dollars. So I gained a lot of clients in the first month because you know people see that my work was actually pretty good, and they'd be like, "Oh my god, fifty bucks? Hell yeah!" So that was my biggest thing: was putting up Instagram posts and running a promotion on it you'd you know I'd put like 50 dollars down on the promotion you can select like I'm, I'm sure a lot of people know this but like you can select the radius in which mm-hmm. your promotion runs the um, demographic in which it gets shown to so obviously for myself I chose Women in you know a certain kilometer radius of my location um, who have shown interest in beauty, eyelash extensions, eyebrows, all that kind of thing on Instagram because obviously the algorithm can take all that data into consideration. And yeah, I was getting really good result from all these promotions on Instagram. But at the same time, that was like three years ago, and it's actually changed quite a lot in three years. And now all you see is promotions and sponsorships on Instagram, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't seem to mean as much as it did back then but yeah that's mostly just what I did
0: I definitely agree especially when you don't have a lot of experience you need to price lower than other people right yeah to bring people yeah because
1: if you think about it like if you're pricing high and someone could come to you who has no experience or go to someone else who's you know maybe a little bit more expensive but not much Mm -hmm. and has a lot of experience it's you know, you're not going to see a massive jump in your client base. Yeah. At the same time, like, yeah, you're not going to always keep those clients. They may just want to come to you the one time for the cheap set. But honestly, I have still probably about a handful of clients from three years ago who first came to me when I was doing $50 sets.
0: But you know what? They tell other people too and oh, they exactly. might not be the client who stays, but the people mm-hmm. that they tell might be the clients.
1: And at the stays. end of the day, what you really need when you're first starting is photos. 100 percent. so i was really doing it to be like oh my god i need to take photos of every single set yeah it's my portfolio not only was i gaining clients but i was getting all these photos and being able to showcase my work so that next time someone looks at my instagram i look more well established because i don't just have three photos up i've got like 30 yeah
0: that's exactly right yeah and You need to build trust in people. People are sort of wary. I think people need, I think there's something like people need to see things 10 times before they actually choose to book in with you. So the more you can advertise, the better. And obviously Instagram is, I would say the strongest one for me, at least at this point, because even when I look things up, right, like a restaurant or a business, I'll go to Instagram instead of Google. Yeah. Okay. On that. Build a Google business profile, though, so people can leave you reviews. There's different things you can look into, like SEOs, which is search engine optimization. That's a Mm -hmm. whole whole another level. But if you want to just stick with socials, like I'm going to start doing videos on TikTok now, too, because TikTok, you don't need to be following people to see their content. Like, it just comes up with, I don't even know how it works, like things that you like. Yeah. Random stuff, probably, too, but... Yeah, and then the SEO is a really good one. And if you can invest in a business coach, this is obviously once you start making a bit more money, yeah, once you've got a bit of traction, yeah, and you need to put money back into your business. But such a powerful tool because they will help you see things in a different light. They've got industry experience, it's really valuable too. Tax write off as well, so you know, go for it. Yeah, I love that. And building a website too, I think, is really important. So I'm in the process of doing that as well, so that when people google you and if your search engine optimization is set up you will come up as one of the top people and Mm -hmm. then they can click on there because yeah instagram's great like you can do highlights but if you can go to a website and just click through like about contact us book in before and afters questions and answers it's all there and it will save people also messaging you things oh yeah that's right yeah Mm -hmm.
1: people don't want to have to scroll through all your posts to figure that out like have it all right there readily available for people and one more thing that I really strongly recommend is, like, introduce yourself on your page. Yeah. And that that was something that, like, people really loved when I did that. Because, like, you know, if you think about it for a service like what I provide where I do it from home, clients are coming to my house and they kind of want to know and whose house they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. So, I um very early on put up a photo of myself, I wrote like a whole little like about me thing, I explained you know all different aspects of my life and yeah just really introduced myself on the page yeah. and so many people responded to it and then I would have clients come in like a new client and say I always would ask them how did you find me and they would always say oh I found you on Instagram and then I saw your about me post and I thought oh that's so good like you know yeah. and they, they could see my face and they would know whose house they're going to and I think that that is so important whether you do it from home or not I think it's so important for people to be able to go on your Instagram and see, oh yeah, that's that's the person. Because yeah. I know what's happened to me before where I've looked at a small business for like a beauty service and I don't even know what the person's name is. Yeah. Like I don't actually know their name. I don't know what they look like. And I'm like, oh, it's a bit,
0: doesn't feel personal. I just spoke about this recently and it was people will buy you. Yep. You are your yes. biggest business asset. Yes. So
1: I say that all the time so too.
0: So use yourself to your advantage like people want to know and people buy into the person before they buy into the product or the service and it's just human nature like we want to connect to people like we look for that connection so So, show up talk post photos I know stories are really scary when you talk and I'm trying to get better at this too me too show up talk show your face yeah
1: I I hear it from my clients all the time that like they're just love me and i always say it i'm like i get a client because they like the look of my instagram and they've seen my posts Mm -hmm. about me and they like my work or they've you know had a good recommendation from someone but they stay Mm -hmm. as a regular client for me because of like the fact that i give my whole personality to my business as well and obviously that's not got that much to do with advertising but that is how you keep clients advertise
0: yourself you know
1: yeah and that's how you keep clients like they keep coming back for you um yeah and then also along the way you make really good friendships yeah
0: 100% yeah this was a really good question as well I really liked what what does a normal day working look like for you because everyone's is different
1: yeah Yeah. even in the same industries everyone's days would be so different um for myself my day looks like I get up have a shower skincare Mm -hmm. then I'll not always make a coffee I only have a coffee like a couple times a week maybe um make my breakfast and then within probably about half an hour before my first client I'll because I work from home like it's easy I don't have a commute so I just pop down into my last room and turn everything on get the room all set up and yeah and then I kind of just sit in there getting everything else ready it takes a little while to prep everything for my first client mm-hmm. so basically I do that and then yeah. Usually I have clients back to back. So one's out, next one comes in. And usually if I have like five to 10 minutes, that time is spent, uh, sterilizing everything, um, setting up for the next one, running to the bathroom. If yeah. it's in the middle of the day and I'm starving, maybe like grab a quick, like protein Love bar or food. like, yeah, yeah, like just scoff something really quickly. Yeah. Um, but if I, ha- if I do for some reason, get a break, um, yeah it's great because I'm at home so I just make some lunch or something mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah more clients then end of the day comes switch off everything sanitize everything and yeah
0: that's yeah. about it for me it's get up must have a coffee like must have a big yeah, cup of that's coffee. your breakfast so, isn't it That's my <laughs> breakfast. make my bed because I can't function if it's like, yeah. not made and yeah. not ready to go I get to work about 20 minutes early, like 20 minutes before my first client, just to set everything up and also like get myself in that mental space, yeah, ready to go, like get ready to talk to people all day. You need mornings, that time. I'm like a mute. Yeah. So get in, turn all the music on, get the machines ready to go. I always clean up the night before so that everything's ready to go pretty much and just chill a bit. I'll try to answer messages throughout the day because I work weekends, I try not to message people on my day off unless like I get I monitor my messages so if it's urgent um like if it's about your appointment tomorrow or you know you need help with something I will reply but if it's just like a general inquiry I try not to answer on my day off because I just need that mental break Mm. too at the moment life's been a bit hectic with work so like building this website and stuff and it's just taken a lot of time out of my days so I'll spend my lunch lunch breaks like not really lunch Like emailing back and forth with people and getting June set up too. So that's been a lot of like back and forth with graphic designers and yeah, it's it's been crazy, but in the best way possible. And then like it's just clients really back to back, clean everything up, go home. Probably need to post something on socials every now and again. Do that, and then that's really it. That's really it for my days.
1: Another question that I got was how do you get started initially
0: I think I spoke about this on the first episode but it was just like I had enough of everything and I just thought you know what at this point in life like losing money like losing my happiness isn't worth it like I'll Mm -hmm. just take this risk and if I lose money I'll lose money but at least I know I tried yeah and I didn't let myself be miserable for my whole life with my work So I just did that, did my training, bought my machines. Like mine was kind of just like take the biggest leap. I just Mm. went all in. But I'm like that with things. Like if Mm I love something and I feel like it's for me, I will just do it regardless of other people's opinions, regardless of the obstacles. Like I will make a way, I'll find a way to make it work. And same with June. I just wanted to do a product line so badly. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. That was really it. Mine was was like that. I was kind
1: of the same. Yeah, we did speak about this in the first episode, but... Yeah, I was just at a point where I didn't really know what I was doing with myself and the the prospect came up about doing lash extensions and I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And luckily I had a very supportive partner and family. Yeah, and it's kind of like you just have to bite the bullet and do it and understand that there's going to be sacrifices. But all of the things that are holding you back, like when you're thinking, oh, I really want to start doing this or I'd really love to do this, a lot of self-doubt comes in and I yeah. think you kind of almost need to ignore that.
0: You're your biggest obstacle and a yeah. lot of those obstacles are mental obstacles. Yeah, that you need to yeah absolutely. What do your business names mean? So what does yours mean, Liv?
1: Oh, well, it's funny because initially I when I started the business, I I had no idea what to call myself and I thought that it was just going to be a side hustle. I never mm. thought that it would be my full-time job. So, I just went with Lashes by Liv. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that mean, was mine, my... Fa- well,
0: mine was Beauty by Daniela for the yeah, first few months.
1: Yeah. I think we all have that little phase. But, yeah. um. yeah, no. So, I ended up starting Lashes full-time, like, quit my other jobs. And I thought, okay, now I'm actually taking this seriously. I don't want to have my name in it. And I don't want it to just be Lashes by because things are always, like, something by, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So, I was racking my brain trying to come up with a name. And... I I'm just terrible at things like this like I can never think of things that would work well and Matt had always called me the boss or mm-hmm. like boss lady like when I was starting everything especially when I first started doing a full-time he was like okay boss like you're the boss like really just kept cute. saying things like that and then I was asking him to help me brainstorm possible business names and he's like what about boss lashes and I was like oh I actually really like that and I don't know any other places like obviously there are in the world but I didn't know any local ones so I was like okay that's actually really cool and I was like I want to add something to it to make it because obviously boss is a very strong word Mm -hmm. But I wanted to add something to it to make it a little bit more delicate. Like feminine, yeah. like the balance between feminine and masculine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's how I ended up with Boss Lash Boutique. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I just, I also love that like my fiance had like a big part yeah. in the name. It was feminine. basically his idea. So it's like, um, a sent- it's a sentimental name. Yeah. yeah Cause well. like he obviously came up with the Boss Lashes part and then I added Boutique and then it turned into Boss Lash Boutique. So it's kind of both of us had the input. So yeah. That's, that's so how cute. I came about. That's um, a cute
0: story. Yeah. Honestly, thinking of names is really hard. Like business names, there's so much that goes into it. You need something that's like catchy, easy to remember, catches people's attention, kind of unique, but also not too unique to the point where people are like, oh, how do you spell that? How yeah. do you pronounce? And it that?
1: has to be available. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it has to be available on assy yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. So, in it, so it was originally beauty by in the beginning, because again, it was meant to be a side hustle too, and. It was just easy and you sort of overthink things when you try to think of names. And then uh, like I spoke about in the first episode, the whole reason I started this business was because like it makes people feel good about themselves, builds confidence. You know, sometimes when, you know what it's like, when you feel bad about yourself on the outside, it can be really hard to feel good about yourself on the inside. So inner beauty, building that beauty on the inside about yourself and then you're you're kinder to other people as well because, you know, your glow shows yeah you're just happier when you're happier you know that's how it works so yeah I love that that was that and then with June I really struggled to come up with a name I knew I wanted to do a product line and again I think I started overthinking it but then I just really made myself sit down and think about okay what's important to me what are sentimental things to me so I'm born in June my birthday in June I just love the name June so I went with that june wasn't available on our sick okay so i was like well i don't really want to just call it june skincare so i went in and i put june just started playing around with things and i thought if i add an extra u i can take an, a letter away from the second part and i just put june j-u-u-n-e skin s-k-n right and then i when i hired my graphic design and we started playing around with it i just loved like the way it looked as well yeah and then in terms of coloring the blue that is like the baby blue that's happening that's one of my favorite colors also the month of june just represents like beauty and youth as well and i thought well that goes really hand in hand with the skincare line right feeling youthful so yeah that was that one and it kind of just when you know it's right like it's just right for you yeah it's just how it works
1: yeah you kind of just feel like and yep, people that's will it. always
0: have something to say so yeah. don't worry about what other people are gonna say about it
1: exactly so I've got a couple more questions that were asked, like this one I love in particular. Obviously, these questions were anonymous. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it was one of my clients who sent this one in. They said, how do you remember every client's stories? I can't believe you remember everything. It's so cute. <laughs> That's really sweet. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it's not hard to remember every client's stories. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are always surprised when I remember what they told me three weeks ago. But or even like from a few appointments ago but the way i see it is just like you're not just a client mm. you're a person yeah, and definitely. you're someone that i spend a lot of time with and talk to a lot so every time a client comes in and has a new thing to tell me or whatever it is and the next time i see them i remember it it's like not it's not hard to do because they're an important person to me and that's like how, you know, let's say you've got a few friends, like you're going to remember that that friend said that to you, not that one. Like yeah. you're going to remember things like that, whereas it's, it's just the same goes for clients. It's just on a larger scale because there's like so many of them. Yeah.
0: I actually have probably one of the most shocking memories in the world and I always blame it on I have too much going on in my yeah. head. But I will remember. It might just take me a couple of minutes. Yeah. Like Because also when people tell me things, like when a client tells me things, I just lock it away because yeah. it's confidential, right? Like yeah. just totally forget about it until I see you yeah. and then I'm like oh how did this go like how did did you work out a way to deal with this situation yeah. how are you feeling yeah so it does come back to me it just yeah oh that little happens little to
1: well. me sometimes too like they'll say something like wait 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 remind me again what happened exactly like yeah and once they say like one thing you're like oh yes I remember all of that
0: another question I got was how do you deal with burnout and stress
1: wow that's a good question
0: it's something that I think is a work in progress yeah, especially when you're excited and passionate about something, you get really into it and you put all your energy and effort and love and passion into it. So the one thing I think we all need to remember is you can't take care of something else unless you're taking care of yourself first. Yeah. So yeah. you know, do the things that make you happy, like nourish your body, get outside, do those guilty pleasures, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just need a beat, like you just mm. need to watch some Netflix instead of yeah. writing that email or Making that post because Mm. if you're burnt out and you're stressed out, everything is sort of gonna fail. Yeah, what I mean.
1: And I I almost feel like sometimes depending on you know what's going on exactly, there sometimes isn't a way to deal with burnout and stress. Mm. You know, whenever I've experienced that, I try my best to do something for myself. Even like last night, for example, I finished really late and I had a really long long draining day, and I just went inside and had a nice long shower and. You know, lit a candle and did my skincare and had a really good dinner. Even though it was really late at night and I should have gone to bed earlier, I was just like, no, I need to do this. So I did. And then I felt way better and I've woken up feeling really refreshed. So I, yeah, I think it's definitely important to do things for yourself when you're feeling that way. But if you're hustling, you're going to feel that way. Yeah. And it's just a part of it. Yeah. And that kind of leads into like one of the questions that I got which is I've just started my business and I find it hard to switch off because all I want to do is work. How do you manage that balance?
0: Yeah, well, and you know what? I think seize the moment. If yeah. you have that passion, yeah. there's going to be times where you have the passion and there's going to be times where you're a bit fizzled out. Mm-hmm. So I reckon if it, if it's something that's making you happy, like don't hold yourself you don't back from need doing it.
1: don't balance as much when it's something like – I actually told my partner about this question because he's a business owner as well and I was asking him for his opinion on work-life balance because obviously everyone preaches that oh work-life balance work-life balance and it's like yeah cool like if you just want to live a real chilled lifestyle and just I don't know like just do average stuff I guess yeah you can have work-life balance but I really think that if you want to absolutely smash your goals be really successful and do big in life, you're not going to have work-life balance, not for a long time anyway. And yeah, I had a really good discussion about this with my partner and we were saying how balance is not a part of real success. So I've actually, I actually listened to another podcast recently that was really inspiring and it was kind of saying balance can sometimes be used as an excuse to just like not do the things you need to do. I understand people do need balance.
0: I think we're all individual, right? Like, it yeah. is for individual people, but yeah, sometimes you get made to feel guilty if you love your job and yeah. you love your business and the yeah. things that you do. So. Yeah, I'm
1: sure you've experienced this yeah. too, where people have told me, Liv, you need to slow down. Liv, you need to cut back on hours," just because I say, "Oh my God, I'm so tired." I'm like, "But I don't want to." Like, yeah. I'm hustling. I'm like, happy. I'm happy. Yeah. In so this state. yeah, and I, and I think it sounds harsh, but. Yeah, you you don't always need to be like, "Oh, I need to have balance and obviously look after yourself. Mm-hmm. Stay in tune with what you need. And if you are genuinely getting really burnt out and you're going to crash, you need to take care of your health mentally and physically." Yeah. But at the same time, when you're young, this is the time to be hustling, to be working really hard to not have so much of a work-life balance, but that, that means that when you get to a point when you're, you know, older, you can kick back yeah, and you can actually you enjoy kid, life. If
0: you have kids yeah. and, you know. And you can
1: enjoy the money that you've been making for the last 15, 20 years. Also, like,
0: like physically things are easier when you're younger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You don't really want to be working 12-hour days when you're older like it's just it gets harder on your body as well yeah I
1: think as well sometimes I've done this before myself like I get really in my head being like oh I shouldn't work so much like I should have more balance but when I let myself do that I end up just veering away from my goals because I almost make excuses to be like well no I shouldn't work that much like most people only work Monday to Friday nine till five like I shouldn't do all these extra hours and I shouldn't do this and I shouldn't be sitting on my phone doing social media stuff or like, replying to people out of hours and, yeah, sometimes I really, like, choose not to do that because mm. it's frustrating at night time. But it's, like, sometimes you just have to do that. Otherwise, you're going to you're gonna not really stay on track with your goals. Yeah.
0: I think the beauty about owning your own business is, like, work when you want to, don't when you don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Okay? Especially There's later you. down the track. Yeah. So, like, you know what you need. Do you know what? You know what fulfills you and fulfills your soul and your purposes. So if you feel like you want to work at this point in time, go for it. Take full advantage of it. Yeah. What's the point of like, Oh, I've, I've worked eight hours today. And even though I really want to sit here and do these social posts or design new things or reply to clients, I'm not going to because society tells me that I need to not do that. Yeah. Now,
1: right. And, it's and up then to you sit you. there
0: thinking about how you really want to do this, but you really shouldn't be. So just yep. do it if it's going to make yep. you happy. You know? And it's up
1: to you to decide how you want to live your life now and when you're older. And, for my partner and I, our decision is that we will work really hard while we're younger and then, you know, when we're in our forties, we'll kick back. Yeah, and well that's chill. that's
0: the conversation me and Sav had too. It's like yeah. we're gonna work as hard as we possibly can right now. Like make a bunch of sacrifices so that yeah, like when the time comes, we get to take the time off and like especially with you, you're about to get married too, like you're probably gonna wanna take some time off yeah. and kick back a little bit. So
1: once it gets to like closer to the wedding time That's when I'm just going to like slow down, back off a bit, enjoy that time in my life and then like probably pick it back up again and just work harder again. But I'm going to be taking that time for what's going on in my life. So, yeah, it's just up to up to you to do the same thing, depending on what your circumstances are.
0: Yeah. So this one. Is about the podcast. I think it's a really cute one to end on. And it says, what is your favourite part about doing the podcast? It's just so fun to like be able to catch up with a friend and have all these conversations that sometimes you wouldn't have. Do you know what I mean? Like when would you dedicate 30 minutes to just talking about like answering questions about business? And it's just nice to like get some energy out there too and have some conversation, especially when you're so busy with someone like-minded too. And we're building this amazing friendship. That's really cool to have
1: yeah no I kind of almost like forget about it throughout the week and then as we get closer to the day that we're recording I'm like oh yes like
0: I get super excited yeah yeah and then brings us fulfillment
1: yeah and I think more than anything when we're actually here filming sitting down chatting things out it just feels really good
0: yeah and it's just so relaxed and like it makes me really happy like yeah it it's something that I do for myself yeah but on the flip side like it's really cool to know how it's influence and affected other people yeah too, listeners
1: and when we see other people sharing it and saying you know how much they love an episode or that it's what they listen to on their morning drive to work like that's just so nice oh it's so lovely and, it,
0: I, and we've had a few messages where people go you know this episode really made me cry like in the best yeah. way possible because it brought out all this emotion yeah. in me that's really nice this and made me think of something in a different way yeah and, like and I think it's that.
1: cool because like Daniela and I neither of us are professionals in like psychology or like business advice nothing like that we're literally just sitting here sharing our personal situations and our personal stories we're just two young girls from Adelaide that started like business that's turning into something really amazing and I think it's just cool that we like yeah. people actually want to listen to us, I'm really surprised because at first I was like, no one wants to listen to me, and then and then
0: the views started, like the listens <laughs> yeah. start rolling in, and yeah. you're like, wow, okay, people actually like it, yeah. so yeah, let us keep it coming, keep yeah. all the lovely and messages, and like send through any
1: yeah send through any episode suggestions as well it would be really helpful to know what you guys actually want to yeah well at the
0: end of the day like even though we're doing it for us we're we're also obviously doing it for you so we want to talk about the things that you genuinely are interested in and want to hear about
1: and I think we're pretty happy to talk about almost anything yeah just send some send some recommendations our way thanks for joining us here on the hustlers effect
0: tune in next Tuesday at 10am for another episode